the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. We are live, baby. Chevy Rooney, I'm feeling a little better. You're feeling a little better. I think it's the first time we're maybe not quite 100%, but we're about 80, 90. We're getting there. We're alive. We're alive, baby. I just all over kicking ass, but we're alive. <laughs> so before we get started, why don't you tell everybody what we got in that schedule? All right. So next week, January 29th, we're going to be doing best boxers of the 90s. So get those lists in for that. It's another good era of boxing. And then February 5th, we're going to be talking about UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Strickland. It's going to be a fireworks fight, I think. Strickland is insane. The next week on uh, February 12th, we're going to be talking about the next UFC pay-per-view 271 Adesanya versus Whitaker, the rematch. Got some hot takes on that one, so we'll see we, when we get to that one. We've been talking about that a little bit. That's going to be a hell of a fight. I'm excited for that one. You think, you know, Whitaker just got punked out the last one? I wouldn't necessarily assume that's going to be the same thing this time. Not to say he's going to win or lose. We'll talk about it, but I'm going to say that's going to go a lot differently this time. I think so, too. UFC 270, man. We were talking about before, a lot of injuries and stuff happening here. Right now, it looks like a four-fight main card. That could change. But as we're recording this, that's what we got. The first fight I got is Sed Nergermadov. I didn't even look. Is this guy related to Habib? Or has he uh, just got that similar last name? Probably. I mean, maybe it's his cousin <laughs> or something. I don't know. He has a lot of relatives or, you know. Kind of like the Samoan uh, dynasty in the wrestling. Yeah, we yep. got Rock and Roman and all these guys related. Yeah. And they're all dangerous. <laughs> Super dangerous, yeah. Yeah. This guy, I was just looking, like, in the UFC, he's 3-1, and one, and he's got one decision loss. You know, he's got a uh, World Fighting Combat Championship. Aquaman was a promotion, so a regional promotion out there. Overall, he's 14-2. and two. He's taking on Cody Stamen. 
Stamen is coming off two losses though. Jimmy Rivera and Marab, no shame in that at all. Right. Marab is he's a tough out for sure. Yeah, Cody's been in this game for a while, though. At this point now, 19-4. He had won his first three UFC fights. Then he lost to Sterling. Then he got to win Alejandro Perez. And then it was a majority draw with Song Ladong. Beat Brian Kellner. And then two losses. These guys are probably evenly matched. I don't know what you're looking for here. I just think, based off the fact I've seen Stamen before, but I don't know. It seems like he's a little susceptible to wrestling sometimes. And... I has got the last name, Nurgan Randolph. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to take a guess here. I think said Nurgan Randolph by decision. What do, you, what do you got going on in this one? Nurgan Randolph has varied attack. You know, he his finishes, he has submissions, he has knockouts, he has decisions, so you know he can go the distance. I'm just going to go with him. Cody's kind of falling on hard times. I think, yeah, like you said, it's, it's two wins in his last six. So two wins, three losses, and a draw majority draw so hope he can pick himself up and get this win but i'm gonna go with nergamadoff okay my decision yeah i think we're gonna agree on that you know we'll see what happens great opportunity for these guys to be on the undercard of the heavyweight championship of the world so and first ufc pay-per-view in, in a while now yeah yeah we're starving andre Bialho. I hope I'm saying that right. He's Portuguese. I have no idea. I can't help you out with that one. He's taking on Michelle Piera. This guy is 14 and three. He's making his UFC debut. He's got four wins all within the last year and all finishes it appeared to be. So he's going to get to step up against Piera. Now Piera, on the other hand, he's 26, 11 and two. So far more fights. He's on a three-fight win streak. He's got wins over Nico Price and Chaos Williams. So his competition's pretty good. He had a couple early struggles in the UFC, mainly because he's a little wild, a little crazy. This guy Super wild. Do, yeah, this guy will do cartwheels in the middle of a fight. This guy will do capoeira kicks. He tried, he tried to, do- to do a backflip onto Nico Price while he was he, he was going to like moonsault him. While yeah. he's on the ground, so. it's say it's say this guy it tries to, bring, to watch. Yeah, this guy tries to bring professional wrestling and stuff you would see in a video game in an actual MMA fight. This should be entertaining, I think. If nothing else, we'll see. The gentleman's name again is Andre. Andre. He's got quite an opponent for his first fight out. We'll see how he does. Based on big fight experience, I'm going to have to go with Piera. Got he's just got experience overall too. I'll say Piera gets it done. This guy's got a first octagon fight too. Yeah, I think he's going to bring it, though, based on his last four fights. I like Piera. I like a finish. I'm going to go round one. Yeah, I, I think this could be fight of the night if, you know, we weren't seeing the heavyweight world championship as the main event. Yeah. And also, you know, the co-main was fight of the year maybe a couple of years ago. So I guess it's some stiff competition, but I think this will be an exciting fight. I think that Andre is going to come out and stun Piera when Piera gets tired in like the second round. So if you can avoid some flying knee or some crazy cage, you know, showtime kick or capoeira something, I think he's going to get a knockout of TKO finish. Pereira has done better recently with kind of reining those in and not, you know, that being his only attack, he kind of reins him in so he doesn't get tired as quickly. But 
I think with someone so willing to go to war with him, it's going to bring it out of him and that'll tire him out. So I'm going to go with Andre round two finish via TKO. Okay, there you go. And we're already at the Kona main event because right now it looks like a four fight main card. We got Davis Figueroa or as one of our friends calls him, Devious Ferguson. Yep. He's fighting Brandon Moreno for the flyweight title. This is the third fight in a row for these guys. Their first fight like Chevy and it was like fight of the year candidate. The second fight also an amazing fight, but Brandon Moreno comes back after having a draw and has this unbelievable performance and wins the title. And by the way, David said before this, he looked unstoppable. So it's very interesting as these guys come ahead here. Figueroa before this, his overall record is 20 wins, two losses, one draw. That draw Moreno, he's beating Benavides, Tim Elliott, like just some of the best. He was knocking those people out too. He looked like the Nganu of the flyweight, you know? Yeah, so. and he had issues making weight at one point, but his last couple of times that he hasn't had that issue. And then Moreno is just a guy that's steadily improved. He had some struggles early on here and there. but He actually like, got cut at one point. Yeah, and man, he just, he came back to the UFC. It's like he had a draw. Then he beat Kai Kai France, Formiga, Brandon Royal. And I think when he fought Figueroa, I think it was somebody we liked, but we didn't think, oh, this guy can beat Figueroa. And then they had to draw, and it was, like, so close, and we wanted to see it again. But if you remember, there was, like, a low blow or something in that fight, too, where there was a point deduction. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, Brandon was probably even lucky to get that draw, even though it was great. And then, bam, he comes out like a man possessed in that last fight. I cannot stress this enough. I'll, 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 I'll even send this message to producer Joe, who might watch this with us this weekend, right? Joe. <laughs> this is for you and any other fan. If you're a casual and you're going to watch this, this should be a fucking insane fight. Like, it's high skill. These guys are quick. They're going to never going to get tired. They never get tired. They're going to wrestle. They're going to brawl. They're going to constantly be moving. They're going to be looking for submissions. If you want to show somebody just a great technical aspect of MMA, this is the fight you show them. It's, this should be outstanding. Moreno has made such improvements in that last fight and he continues to make these incredible improvements i can't bet against him right now i'm gonna say he wins it i'm not gonna say he gets to finish necessarily i could see it because he's making this kind of crazy improvements but uh davidson figueroa is so good i'm gonna say it's a five-round war and moreno wins it if we see the same moreno that we saw in that second fight, uh, he, I think he's going to choke him out even sooner than he did in the last fight. I'm going to say he's going to catch him in some sort of scramble, say second round submission for Moreno. So with that being said, I think Figueredo was leaning so much on his power before because he had just been knocking everyone out. I think he realized that, you know, Brandon wasn't just going to get knocked out with that one punch power that he has. So maybe you see a slightly different game plan. He comes in, he's not just throwing all power punches. You could see something different. I think he would do better, but I'm still going to go with Moreno round two submission just because he's he looked like a world beater for sure he looked like he deserves to be the champ now we are at the main event already randy osga asking in the comments will we see a knockout in the main event randy i'm going to answer that before i even tell you who i think is going to win i yes we will see a knockout <laughs> i don't think this is going to decision so zero gone let's start off with him the challenger 13 and 0 muay thai record 10 and 0 as an mma fighter he has been in the ufc he got in the ufc early it was only his he only had three fights his fourth fight he was in the ufc so he's 
seven and zero. But if you look at the guys he's beaten in his last couple fights, at JDS, Rosenstruck, Volkov, and Derek Lewis, who he TKO'd, and a former training partner of Francis too, so he has inside information on Francis. Yeah, this guy's super talented. He's super talented and very technical for a heavyweight, and I think that's going to play a factor. But my God, Francis Nugano, probably the greatest power puncher of all time in MMA, arguably. This guy knocks out Stipe Miocic his last fight. That was round two. Then it's uh, Rosenstruck, Dos Santos, Velasquez, Curtis Blades, all one-round knockouts, some of them like 30 seconds. Insane power. Of course, the interesting storyline going into this is this is Nagano's last fight. Win, lose, or draw. He wants out of the UFC, and he wants to box Tyson Fury. My God, what an interesting storyline to be leaving with a belt potentially and he's got the tools to do it because he's got what I believe it's Freddie Roach likes to call the eraser. All right. He can make all those mistakes, but he's got that one little power punch that can erase all those mistakes. Okay. So that being said, knowing what they bring to the table, that ungodly power to me makes Francis the favorite. But I'm going to counterdict myself and I'm going to go with Cyril Gone because I think Gone, unlike a lot of his other opponents, is smart enough to try to avoid that. And I shouldn't as as smart, skilled enough. But he'll have a different game plan than a lot of these other guys will. So we'll see. But the last Francis was also using wrestling and stuff during that fight with Stipe. God, man. All right, fuck it. I, I talked myself out of it. I got to go with Francis. <laughs> I'll go Francis. Round two, maybe round three. I think Sarogon is going to make this a fight. He might even win it because if he extends this to round three, round four, it's not like Nagano's had a lot of octagon time. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Francis, round two, TKO. Valid points with Gon's probably, I mean, not probably. He is the most technical heavyweight on the roster for sure. And he probably will try to keep it at a range that is outside of Francis's blitzing, power punching, danger zone, basically. And he can attack his legs and, you know, jab him. And he has great footwork, especially for a heavyweight. You know, the best heavyweight footwork in the UFC, for sure. I haven't seen Francis working with Usman like he was before the Stipe fights, you know, on social media or anything. So I don't know if. He's going to be trying to implement that wrestling. I actually think that that would be a detriment to him because Gon is actually capable on the ground. So if they get in a scramble on the ground, you know, it's possible that Gon locks up a, you know, another knee bar or, or something. So I think Francis is going to try to keep it standing. I think he is this fight at the apex. If it's at the apex, I'm definitely going with Francis. That tiny octagon Cyril's not going to be able to get away. Good point, um, man. He's going to cut them off. They're so big that, you know, it's two steps and you're to the other side of the octagon. So I think he just catches him in the first round. He He's going to be aggressive in the first round. If it doesn't work, maybe he goes to a more mild game plan later on in the fight and tries to pick his shots. But I think in the beginning, he's going to try to blitz him. It's and not. It's not. Where is it at? Hondo Center, Anaheim, California. Anaheim. Okay. So, so it will be a slightly bigger octagon. So I'm still going to go with Francis. Round one. Knocks him out. Leaves the UFC with the belt, goes into boxing, gets knocked out by Tyson Fury. Although, to your point, the UFC 260, where he won the title, was at the apex. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. Yeah, we'll we're running that. that tiny apex octagon. You know what? Just to disagree, so we'll have a little bit of, I think we've only disagreed on one fight. I will take Gone. I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to go Gone. Say he gets the finish round four. 
I, I guarantee the UFC does not want Francis to win this. They don't want him to win the belt or keep the belt and then leave because I don't think they really have any chance to keep him at this point unless they want to pay him way more than they're paying any other fighter minus Connor. Yeah, so, so. They, they weren't going to put this at Apex. They're going to try to <laughs> do yeah. any little thing they Anything can. Anything they but, can. So yeah. we didn't talk about this before, but I, I don't know the exact date, but I, I'm pretty sure that – Khabib's promotion is also going to be fighting soon. So we'll have to look into that, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be free. It's just an app you download oh, and you get to watch it for free. So I would definitely be interested in watching Khabib's promotion. See, uh, there'll be no ring girls. So that might be different, but we'll see. There's some questions in the comments here. Randy Azka, screw job finish. Randy, if they can, they will. Does Francis leave with the belt? Well, Chevy's saying he will. I'm saying he won't, but I think we both know there's a real high risk that does happen. Is there any truth to Mike Tyson versus Jake Paul? I don't know. Who don't knows? Know on that. We'll have to wait and see. And do we think there'll be a UFC show in Connecticut or Rhode Island? I hope so. There was a UFC show, Foxwoods. I think it was like 2014. I just so, don't think the arenas are big enough in, in Connecticut at this point. I mean, they could do something at Mohegan or Foxwoods, but Bellator seems to have the lock on Mohegan, and they've mm-hmm. only done that one Foxwoods cards in eight years, so there's got to be a reason for that. I wouldn't yeah. be familiar why, but it doesn't look like we're going to get a lot of stuff here. And is top boxers of the 90s list next? Yes, Randy, we said that at the beginning of the show. That will be next week. We'll be talking top boxers, but... Of the 90s. Before we get out of here, Amanda Nunes leaving her team. ATT. Yeah. Very interesting when somebody does this, especially coming after a big loss. And she wants to start her own team. I don't hate on her for this, but I definitely wonder if this is a decision. Get your just your opinion on this. I'll just ask you this too. Rematch with Pena, and now she's not going to have her team. She's going to start her own team. How do you feel going into this fight now? Has it changed your mind at all? Yes. Are any of the coaches coming with her? You know, these are some things that I I need to know first. Like, is Dean Thomas going to be continuing to work with her? You know, is she still going to be seeing what training partners is she going to have now? I'm thinking more from a business point of view. I'm thinking maybe she's just trying to start a new team before she retires while she still has name value so she can build something to some form of income when she is retired because what's she going to do after this she doesn't make enough money where she doesn't have to think about that because this is the ufc so not many Uh, people that run to rouse money yeah (laughs) exactly so i think that she just wanted she just wants to set herself up for you know to continue to make money after she retires so hopefully she can get the training partner she needs and stuff like that and you know the proper training but this definitely puts a seed of doubt in my mind of whether or not she's going to be able to beat Peña in a rematch. To me, that doubt was a little bit there anyway, but I would have favored Nunez still. Yeah, now this kind of gives it a little more of a switch. Not necessarily that still can't rule out Amanda Nunez ever, but definitely uh, makes you wonder a little more. It's almost like if you're lining up the check marks, like, oh, there's another one for Peña right now. So right. I am more intrigued now in this fight. It's like, because here's another question, right? You give me more questions than... Now I'm excited. Like, okay, what's going to happen here? The ATT is a very large team. So maybe she thought she wasn't getting the proper, like, one-on-one. And I know a lot of people complain about that at those big teams, that they're not, you know, you're not the main person that all the training is getting focused on and everything. You would think, you know, being the women's GOAT, 
that she would be getting all the training and attention that she thinks she needs. But maybe that was, I, I don't know why, why she left, but that is a possible reason. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of, like, look at these camps too, like Trevor Whitman and Justin Gaethje and Rose Namanunas and Usman. Like, that's just it. He's concentrating on like three fighters. Right. Right. And it was only just one for a while. And now it's three. And the other two have kind of worked with each other to make each other even better. So it's really smart. It's really strategic how they do it. And yeah, so I get it. It's a real team, you know, when, when you're that small and you can all work together and there is enough focus for everyone. But when you get to ATT, they have a hundred fighters or however many, you know, there's no way that you're getting to work with the top, you know, Mikey Brown does not get to work with every single one of those fighters for all their fights so you get great facilities and access to great training partners but not not the best you know one-on-one with your coaches i would assume so yeah it might be like you said more of a business business idea that's what i would lean towards this is a, a setup for her retirement you shall see randy asking the comments are fighters frustrated with the ufc ah, i mean i'm sure a lot of these guys it's still their dream job they're happy but uh, i'm sure there's a lot of fighters that wish they were making more money, right? I mean, that's that's any job, too. So at the end of the day, Francis certainly is. And Francis is in a position that he can do something about it. And he plans to, one way or the other. I kind of I kind of don't want to see him walk away with the title. But uh, I also really wish him luck, too. Like, I want him to do well. I can't see him beating, like, Tyson Fury. But, man, I'd, even if he was just getting his ass whipped and just caught him or something and shocked the world, like... To a better guy, it couldn't happen. Francis really is a good dude for everything yeah. I've seen. So I uh, wish him nothing better. Even though he's scary and he always struck me as the guy who might actually kill somebody in the UFC. <laughs> I wish him luck. All right, Chevy, anything else you want to talk about or you want to hit us what's coming up next? No, I think that's it for this week. So uh, next week we're going to be doing our best boxers of the 90s. So get those lists in. It's a good era. Then on the 5th of February, we're going to be doing UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Strickland. Then after that, on the 12th of February, it's going to be UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker. Yeah, guys. All right. Big stack show this weekend, at least in terms of the main event and co-main event. I'm excited. Check it out. UFC 270. And we'll be back next week talking fighters of the 90s. And I'm sure we'll probably review some of that stuff that happened on this card. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 